This episode of The Great Equalizer is sponsored in part by Pampered Kids, mobile pamper parties for kids in the safety of your own home. For more info or to book your little one's party, email lauren at pamperedkids.co.za. This is The Great Equalizer, a parenting podcast about the realities of being a mom or dad in modern Jersey. We are your hosts, Sam and Charlene, and we believe we're all rocking the same kind of crazy. So let's get real, let's get honest, and let's have a laugh about the ups and downs of our current upside down. Hashtag no judges. This week on The Great Equalizer, should we be lying to our kids to keep the magic alive? Plus, we talk to none other than Julia Anastasopoulos. 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 <laughs> That's right, folks. We're chatting work, motherhood, momfluencing, and Tully's baby diary and beyond with the genius behind YouTube sensation, Suzelle DIY. Stay tuned. Hello. Hello. How goes? What's happening? Mm. Fine. Like, you're drowning over there with momming and working and two kidding and. <laughs> Ach, you know, you know, it's just Easter break, you know, for the whole of. <laughs> Midterm break. Easter break. Yeah, yeah it's mid- like, feels mid-term, like it's forever. Yeah, exactly. Just, just come off of midterm break. Um, and now we have, now we've finished with the first trimester. I think then our school, my school is divided into three terms or trimesters and yours is the good old-fashioned four. Semesters, you mean, not S- trimesters. trimesters. No, it's tri <laughs> because there's like three of them. Oh, in the right, year. because there's three. Oh, okay, cool, because we've, we've got four stills. Okay, I get you, I get you. <laughs> I thought you've got baby on so the you brain. Got, you got terms, you know, in yes. four and I've got... Yeah, I do have baby on the brain though. I am not <laughs> pregnant, but it feels like I'm birthing another fucking human because <laughs> <sighs> working with kids, I, I'm not looking forward to the month of April, you know, because my darling kids, both of them are going to be at home. I need mm. all the village I can get. Village, mm. if you're hearing come, this, come make your me. way to my home any second <laughs> now. Anyway, Easter is around the corner, and I want to know, Charlene, is your bunny ready? Please remember, what we say on this podcast can only be considered the gospel on planets Sam and Charlene, respectively. Our kids and husbands can be assholes and angels at the same time. And only we're allowed to say so. And lastly, by virtue of the fact that we are women and it comes naturally to us, we reserve the right to change our minds and or contradict ourselves whenever we so choose. And we don't want to hear a damn thing about it. Hashtag no judges. So I don't want to get into a, an argument with more open-minded moms. It might be you, Charlene. You know, you're quite literal. You you came out in support of the WAP song that made me so uncomfortable. But hear, <laughs> hear me out. In a world where fannies should now be called vaginas and storks are just birds and no longer these um, this fantastical baby delivery system – why are we still telling our kids that there's an Easter bunny? Okay, I guess. 
I'm just waiting. I'm preempting. I'm preempting Elijah asking me all the questions about where the bunny comes from, how the bunny lays eggs, you know, all of the things. Oh, wow. You've thought about this. I'm just like, I'm like bullshit baffles brains, honey. (laughs) I'm just going to bullshit my way through this one. And like, and then if they start asking too many questions, just shove candy down their traps like yeah have another easter egg it's my my strategy that's a good <laughs> i like that strategy i and you're right i'm a chronic overthinker when it comes to this um you know as a kid i don't know did you have the tooth fairy or did you have the tooth mouse yeah you see so i was told both i think at school they spoke about the tant mice and i think then at home, it was the tooth fairy. And I remember very clearly, probably in my child brain, doubt was setting in and I was trying to shove it out, shove the doubt out as much as possible. And so I made up a story in my head about how the tooth fairy and the tooth mouse work together. And I imagined this whole carriage <laughs> and, they, and the mouse kind is almost like the reindeer of Santa's sleigh, but but the tooth fairy equivalent. And the tooth fairy, when she gets tired of flying, can ride on the tooth mouse's back and they work together. That <laughs> I, I very clearly clearly remember like creating the story in my head. Your and, imagination is phenomenal. Well, so Elijah's opa, maybe it is an Afrikaans thing, the Ditant Mice, because Elijah's opa yeah. was telling him, I was talking to him about the tooth fairy, you must brush your teeth and da-da-da. And then he said, well... Opa um, told me that there's a tooth mouse. So who's going to come get my teeth when they fall out? Will it be the tooth fairy or the tooth mouse? And I was like, I've got this. I've already thought about this. And I told him the (laughs) whole story that I made up when I was a kid. They work together, dude. Winner, winner. That's a a mom win if ever I've heard one. (laughs) Well, so that's what I'm sticking with. But I'm – do you know that people – I actually checked. Do you know that people have Googled – how bunnies lay eggs. <laughs> okay. It's on Google. What, for Easter or just yes. out of interest? No, well, who knows? I'm pretty <laughs> sure it's because Easter stories come up and where the pagan ritual of hiding the eggs come up. Let me just Google it here quickly. How this is insane to me. Bunnies lay eggs. I was very pleased that I what Do bunnies lay eggs? A surprising number of people don't know this, says this one. And allow us to clear this up. No bunnies. No, bunnies do not lay eggs. As placental mammals, rabbits develop embryos, da-da-da. But how do you tell your four-year-old this, right? Yeah, is the question. Do Look, bunnies lay eggs? Are there genuinely people that think that bunnies lay eggs? Yes, yeah, like it's a story. BBC.co.uk. Um, why do bunnies lay eggs on Easter? Okay, it's giving the... Do rabbits come out of eggs is a question that's been asked. Yeah. Does the Easter bunny have a name? That's interesting. Well, that just proves one thing. That's that when parents tell their kids these little fallacies or or fables or whatever you call them, little fantasy stories, it really flippin' sticks that you go into adulthood, adulthood still believing that bunnies lay eggs and you have to actually Google it to determine whether that's true or not. You know, there was a time with Father Christmas, I found out Fairly early, I was six or seven, when I realized that my parents' friend was Father Christmas at the company, my parents' company's sort of Christmas do. They had a Father Christmas, and he had red hair and freckles, just like 
who was it? Uncle Cedric or, or what? Mm. whoever it was at the time. And I was like, that's not Father Christmas, that's... And I just remember my mom clapping her hand over Your my mouth. Your mom don't say it. So I found out fairly early and then I had a friend when, and we were about 10 or 11 even, which I thought was pretty late. And this was also another like stark memory and, and thought, Yo, your vocabulary was amazing back then, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> My friend in front of her dad said, you know, in, with God, Sam, all things are possible. So don't you believe that Father Christmas can deliver presents to everybody in the world in one night? And I looked from her and I looked to her dad and her dad had this pleading look in his eyes like, do Please don't tell her. Don't Please don't do tell it. her. He, he was just like, he was holding his breath. And I looked back at my friend and I said, I think subconsciously, yes, Father Christmas can be real for us in our subconscious. <laughs> I did. I did. Um, and he kind of breathed a sigh of relief because, I mean, if we go that route, let's meet uh, Father Christmas, you know, so... <laughs> it's it's a big deal for me. I think I you were I wise do, beyond your years though as a, as a kid. I was. When I look back I'm like, hey, what 10, 11 year old uses the word subconscious, man? I do. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure Joshua will use that that as well because he told He's me the exactly other morning. Like well, that, mom, Joshua. let's just see what transpires in the morning. <laughs> I'm like, okay, my boy. <laughs> We've spoken on the show about uh, before about the the Christmas story and your kids knowing the kind of true meaning about you know the baby Jesus and Mary and Joseph and and you know the the three wise men and the guiding star and and all of that. You know, when do you bring that in? It was a we've spoken about it being a guilt point for me as a mom, mm, where mm. okay, I'm I'm Christian and I say that I'm a Christian, but you know, why doesn't that, why does my kid think that Chris, that Christmas is all about a fat guy in a suit delivering presents to kids all over the world for no good reason at all? You know, um, mm. so I tried this past December to bring up Christmas, and it didn't end so well. So I brought, <laughs> we've, we've been gifted a few kids' Bibles mm. and I took out like all three of them to kind of see which one would tell the story best and he was very, Elijah now, was very meh about the story and mm. I, I tried to explain the concept of God and everything to him and then I said, well, let's, how about this? How about we look and see where Noah got his name from? going back to the story of Noah and the ark. Animals mm -hmm. go in two by two. Why did they build an ark, mommy? Because everybody was sinning and bad, except for Noah and his family, and God brought a flood down on the world to smite them. <laughs> <laughs> it's a scary story, Charlene, actually. It's most, Sam... The reason I haven't broached these things with my kids is, A, they don't go to Sunday school. Back in the day, we used to go to Sunday school, and this is where we got the education. And then every Sunday, we would sit in the church, and then we would get, we, we would get told these stories. So that's how we learned about so them. So our parents and then at night, got like a mom, get out of jail free card, right? Well, my mom would just kind of reiterate the stories when we read out of the Bible at night but before we went scary. to bed. But they were scary. They are scary. We didn't read stories for bedtime. We read the, the Bible. Kinder Bible. But you know, so did we. 
we had and a so, children's Bible so and I don't I don't ever remember being so scared. I remember a lot of the things being scary. It was very scary to me. All those stories, most of them, like imagine drowning. Like, and also I thought, flip, I was naughty this week. I, I, I was mm. naughty. So and if I there's lied, a flood, I, you I will be smited. I'm going to fucking die. I'm going to die. <laughs> yeah. The next time it rains, I'm dead because it's just never going to stop raining. Well, we so moved. every time it rained, I was cuck scared that this is a flood. <laughs> we moved very swiftly along to from Noah's Ark. I was like, the animals went into Batu. Let's go look at your, your namesake, Elijah. <laughs> Even scarier for my little guy. So he, he wanted Elijah, my Elijah wanted to see how the Elijah in the Bible, he gets like ascended up to heaven on a golden chariot. And there's a beautiful picture in the Bible about that. And he's like, where's he going? So I said to God, <laughs> Here we God? go. What's he going to do? It go- God's in up in heaven. What's heaven? You know, when you die. You go when you die. You die. Yes. And he looked at me and he said, Is I'm dying, mom? I said, you, You're not dying, but one day you will. Oh and are God. you going to die, mom? I said, Yeah. Uh, you know what, Laj? We all die. That's what happens. But yeah. you know what's great is we go to heaven then and we can all be together in heaven. Well, Ray left That's us. That's a fucking lie, Sam, because that I le- okay, go. I want to tell you something about when I got told that. <laughs> <laughs> when Ray left us in the room to share in the Bible stories, uh, he left and um, when he came back, Elijah was Elijah crying was and he was like, what is happening? And Elijah went, I don't want to die. I don't <laughs> want to die. So basically the consensus in the Herbst household is none of us are dying. None of us <laughs> want to go to heaven. It's just not going <laughs> to happen because Elijah gets more upset when you start talking to him about like, I'm going to, I'll go to heaven then and you can stay here on earth. He, he get, it took him probably an hour and a half to calm down after that conversation. Um, so none of us, in our family, are ever going to die. That's what we have agreed on. And we are a little bit afraid of the big man in the sky, is what Elijah now calls God. So that was an epic mom fail done. And so Maisa Bunny will continue to just bring eggs. Hop along. Yeah, I don't mm. really say whether he lays eggs, you know, or not. I was just like, he, he just, just brings them, yes. brings eggs. And, you know, if Elijah says to me, why does he bring eggs? I'm going to be like, I don't know, because you know what? I'm not, spoil them. I'm not ready to go into the crucifixion with my kid. That's where I, I draw the line. That can be dad's job or Sunday school's job or my minister. I... I'm tapping out of that. Now tell me why I'm <laughs> lying by saying we can all be together one day in heaven. Because we we will be in heaven, but only our souls. Nobody is going, I'm not going to be me, Charlene, and you're not going to be Sam. It's just going to be our souls and everybody's going to love everybody like this pure love that God, because God is love and everybody will just experience this pure love and happiness and absolute release of no burdens and no sadness. But and I kept saying to my grandpa who told my, my opa, who was telling me the story, and I was like, but will, opa, will I recognize you? When you, if you go before me and I get there, will I recognize you? Will you look like you? And he said, well, we'll all be angels. And the truth is we'll probably, I don't know the answer, but we'll probably not look like we do on earth because your body, you, your soul leaves your body when you die. And, and I, I was just like, 
I don't mind going to heaven. I don't mind dying. And I can even wait to see you there later. But fuck, man, I want to recognize you. Exactly. And I want to know. I want to know. I want us to just be us. I don't care about the other fucking people and all the love that's going to be up there. Elijah felt the same way. He was like, he said to me, mommy, my legs aren't finished growing yet. And he, what came <laughs> oh out of his God, mouth, what a he says, I haven't done all the things that I want to do yet here on earth. Oh. He said, earth. Oh, here on earth. Goodness. I haven't done all the things I want to do. I have to see so much. He said to me, oh my lady, did you cry? <laughs> I was, yeah, I was quite emotional. So I just gave him love and said, it's fine. Father Christmas will still bring us presents and we will still <laughs> celebrate baby Jesus and none of us are dying. And I, yeah, I just thought, you know, yeah, we are trying to be quite literal with our kids. In you know, Elijah was saying to me the other day, mom, you've got a vagina, hey? And then he names all the girls in his class and he's like, so-and-so has a vagina, so-and-so isn't a vagina. And he said to me, mom, I'm sad for you that you don't have a penis like me and dad. <laughs> I'm sad for me too, buddy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think about it every day. <laughs> and it, it often shocks people how literal he, he gets with the body parts and how literal I am about my period, for instance. But I have drawn the line at... Uh, Father Christmas and the Easter Bunny Fairy and the, the Tooth yes. Fairy. I will continue lying to my kid to keep the magic alive. And when he finds out, I guess I'll cross that bridge when I get there. Yeah, I, you know what? I I think like with anything, when they ask the questions outright, like Josh, is he doesn't ask many questions about Santa. He knows it's not real, but he can't quite figure out why. Or the he hasn't the Easter Bunny hasn't been that there hasn't been that many questions about it. But Santa he knows is not real. I don't know why. He's just in his mind logically it doesn't make sense to him, and we're just running with it. And he's also playing along. There will come a time when he asks me, and then I'll sit him down and I'll say to him, "Look, this is what we do. Why we told you this, but we want to keep the idea alive for your sister. As long as they, as long as they can do the make believe and have a little bit of an, es you know, escape from reality. I think children should be um, live in a fantasy world for as long as possible and be able to make believe for as long as possible." Uh, and I think we as adults also need it. Speaking about an escape from reality, we chatted earlier with probably one of our most exciting guests. Stay tuned. Guys, our guest today is none other than artist, illustrator, comedy writer and actress, Julia Anastasopoulos. 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 <laughs> Also, <laughs> you did it. You did it. <laughs> I'm not sure why I'm even trying to be funny in the presence of greatness because this chick <laughs> is it for me. I'm nervous. Can you tell? <laughs> Julia is best known for her breakout role as YouTube sensation Suzelle DIY. Her rise to stardom continued with the advent of everybody's favorite Cape Town dwelling Joe Burger. Tally babes. Julia's also a mom and a badass businesswoman, and we are so proud to have her on the show. Welcome, Julia. Thanks, guys. It's so awesome to get to chat to you today and really cool to be on your show. Yay. So thank you for having me. Oh, it's such, a, such an absolute pleasure. So, we can, but we're going to get straight into it. Um, awesome. We want to know more. Who calls you mom? Oh, my gosh. I have a two and a half year old. Her name is Zoe. 
and she calls me mom and she is the best. She is so funny and so, oh, too many words to describe her, but it's, it's, it's very cool that she gets to call me mom and very cool that I get to call her mine because every day is entertaining for me. You know what? I must take after her mother then. <laughs> she does. She, I think mm-hmm. she does. I feel like um, that went by very fast. It wasn't that long ago yeah. that news broke and Suzelle was becoming a mom. You know, it was, it was like a big deal all over SA Entertainment News. And yeah. all the moms started following you on Insta because we wanted to be part of this journey. And what's two and a half? What? Yeah, yeah it's a blur. I can't believe it. I mean, it, it does. It goes so quickly. It really does. I mean, I, I can't believe we're out of that baby phase and now we're in toddlerhood and it's it's absolutely flown by really and truly I can't believe it I know they say that but I've got well, to it say doesn't it. Surprise no, me. it doesn't surprise me that it's a blur mm. to you because if I look at all the work <laughs> you've put out yes since you've, <laughs> you've created since you've become like you created a human you gave birth to that human and then you gave birth to like a whole new persona and then it's you crazy. just put it out into the world so I'm not surprised it's a blur for you Julia it is a total blur <laughs> I mean it's it's actually insane if I look back at it. I don't know what I don't know what I've been doing. <laughs> oh my gosh! But um, why yeah, do I has, do this to myself? Why do I do this to myself? <laughs> like if I do it again, I'm gonna take a take a break. <laughs> so okay, one no, quick like- side swipe, and that's just because I'm curious. On today's show, Ooh. Charlene and I are chatting about the Easter Bunny, Father Christmas, the Tooth Fairy. Our generation of moms are told or advised to be quite literal to call vaginas mm. vaginas and a penis is a penis and you're straightforward mm. about death and the facts of life because you need informed children so what's your take on lying to your kid easter is coming up it's round the corner <laughs> we're there and i know my kid he's gonna be asking the questions yeah you know for me oh I'm all for the magic of childhood, really. It's so, I think it's such an important part of growing up. And, you know, that is childhood for me. If I, if I think back on my own childhood, it was that magic. It was playing imaginary games and the garden and the fairies and the, it's, it's, it's all part of it. And I think it's so, for me personally, I think that magic is so important, especially in today's world where, you know, we are, the technology is just so ever-present and you know every form of entertainment is at the touch of a button and I think that kids need it even more today and so for me I like I'm all for the magic I'm all for the Easter Bunny and the Tooth Fairy and the Dummy Fairy and the you know I, I think I think it's great and you know what we'll cross that bridge when we get there and then hopefully they'll understand why we did it and that's why we lied to them them. (laughs) why we deceived them in this way you know what i'm with you julia kids can get to have a little bit of escape from reality there's so Mm. much time in this life in your world uh, as an adult or as a person where you have to be faced with harsh realities responsibilities Mm. and real life so a bit of make-believe and escape from reality i don't think it can do any harm in fact i absolutely agree a little bit of an escape for the parents as well to pretend that the tooth fairy or the easter bunny exists Exactly. <laughs> um, speaking about magic, I, I found something and I hope you don't poo poo it because I was just like, what? <laughs> this is awesome. So I, I did a deep dive into your internet history and you <laughs> have a book 
called oh, Jeff yes. and George and the Totem yes. Pole. And it's for ages six to ten. It's a picture book, and I want it now. Now this I I will know. send you. I will send you that book. I have no it in a way. box right here in my little Cizelle room of room. <laughs> um, I, I'm going to make a plan to get you oh, guys. Oh man, that book. yes, they um, made. Yeah, it was such a pleasure. It was such a fun project. It was a friend of an act, an actor friend of mine, actually Emily Child, who. You know, it's always been one of our great passions. She's been writing children's stories for many years and she approached me to illustrate it. And it was such an, uh, such a wonderful opportunity and actually something that I would love to do more of. But unfortunately, I just haven't had time, um, you know, being a mom and all what this multiple, person, time, yeah, multiple personality disorder that I have. Why are you all so lazy? I'm just like, oh my gosh. Why are you so lazy? You know do better. <laughs> Guys. You're the worst. You're the worst. Oh my gosh. We want more books, man. (laughs) You know what? I really hope to do that again one day. And the cool thing about it is, I feel like my art and my illustration work is always something that I'll be able to escape to and get back Mm. to, even if it's later in life. And Giselle and Talia, I don't know, whatever, I don't know, I don't want to say it. Don't even say it. Their own grandchildren. Don't even say it. Giselle and Talia aren't going anywhere, guys. No, they're not. They're not. For now, I'm just taking a break from the illustration world. Also, because it's also all consuming, you know, all of these creative things that we do, it's very hard to compartmentalize and Mm. um, do do it all. It's very hard, especially as a mom, I think. So, so, absolutely. Okay, well, let's, let's go back. Let's rewind and and go back to pre-Suzelle you reached internet fame with her before Instagram was even properly a thing um how I mean how you know it's just unfathomable because we get all our info well like our generation and our generation of Mm. moms like YouTube is a huge thing among certain people but among like our people it's it's the gram you know so take us through those early moments in your career, I want to know everything. I want to know where and what you, you know, studied and mm. where you grafted before Suzelle came to life. Who was that, Julia, before we knew Suzelle? Okay. Okay. All right. Let's go back. I mean, All you know what? Back. I have um, – I studied drama. I studied theatre and performance at UCT. So, you know, I was through and through performer. I was acting. I was – that was my dream. That was the goal, you know, and I think I finished drama school and very quickly realized that it is much harder than I thought to be in this industry, you know, as a young actress and, you know, not necessarily making it as an actress. It takes years and, you know, you're sitting at these castings and you're going for these auditions that are so few and far between that it, it, I really struggled with it. And I and think it's demoralizing as, then if you it don't is. get cast. It oh is. It's so, it's, it's rejection very hard. It's after very, rejection. <laughs> it is. It's, that's what it feels like. And I think it, it, it definitely gives you a very thick skin. And I guess my advice to people who are in this, who are entering the same industry is to have something else and to do something else and, and, and be filling your creative cup elsewhere as well and I I think that's what happened with me you know that's when I started doing more illustration and design work and I was very much on that career trajectory at the time Um, you know and I was still acting and I was sort of getting the best of it all um, until 
I, I don't know, the acting just wasn't fulfilling me. It was really, it was, it, yeah, it, it didn't feel great. I don't it was know also someone it was, else's product, right? Yes, exactly, exactly. It was, it, it, it wasn't fun. It wasn't doing that thing that I wanted it to do for me as a creative person. And I think actually it's, it's, it's to my benefit that this happened, but I was like, you know what? I'm done. I'm going to just focus on illustrating and design right now. And if acting comes up, that's great. But in the meanwhile, I'm going to just focus on this one thing that I love to do. Um, And I was doing that. And on the side in a very experimental and fun way, I was performing again and doing experimenting with new characters and that's sort of where Suzelle came about it was with my husband who was then my I don't even know if we were engaged at that point anyway it doesn't really matter but your man friend exactly like (laughs) outside of the commercial work we were like this is fun for us this isn't us waiting around for someone to green light something or give us the go ahead or cast us in their thing this is just us having fun experimenting with it and this character was born this weird funny character who loved to do <laughs> DIY it was crazy I mean it was just such a it, it 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 really was us playing around and being silly and just saying okay cool let's do this thing for fun to fulfill ourselves was there a moment and... like like with uh, Mike Myers who there's that story of him in the bath talking to his wife and fat bastard was born where he was just oh, kidding really? around with her and mm. put on an accent and the, so the character developed he was like you know, this lug sitting totally. in the bath. Was it like, was there a moment like that with Suzelle? You know, I can't, I can't really pinpoint a moment, but it, it was, it was this character who kept on just popping up. And <laughs> okay. we were like, what can we do with this character? She's just so amazing. Like, maybe we're going to make a, maybe we can make a film. And at the time, we, you know, we, making a movie is obviously very hard and you need all the resources mm. and we're like what can we do with her immediately and we decided to film these little episodes we didn't know what we were doing really and we started posting them online I think we we put them on YouTube um and I think we shared them on Facebook and maybe Instagram at the time oh no you couldn't post video on Instagram at the time or you could but it could only be 15 seconds and that oh, wasn't gosh, no, enough yeah. time to get out and get the comedy across so we weren't posting on Instagram it's funny how these things work anyway. And I guess it just took off and I couldn't, I mean, my husband will say he knew that it was going to be big, but I was like, no guys, I mean, <laughs> this is, uh, I was like, can I post it? Can I put it online? And I was like, yeah, okay, cool. And you know, you post it and your friend comments and your mom comments and it's all like, you know, and your mom's friend and whatever. We're just so grateful if anyone else besides our moms and our best friends. Well, you know what? Look at Suzelle. Look at Suzelle now, guys. So so there we go. Taking it just hope, takes yeah. that first it takes those first little comments, I guess. But that's what happened. It 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 grew. I think a few um Blogs picked it up. And I think what was successful was about Suzelle was that, okay, firstly, we kept our names off the project initially because we wanted, you know, we were interested to see if people would think that Suzelle was this was, real person that existed in the DIY And this world. was her posting this stuff because she's putting exactly. it Exactly. And I think that that was, was something that helped. And, you know, it was, it was useful. We sort of latched onto that DIY trend, which was very big at the time, that online tutorial type um, trend that was that was big and we 
and we parried parodied it to an extent which we hadn't seen before really mm. not and, in south africa um, at least you know definitely not in south africa and you know i think that the fact that it was comedy but it was also useful stuff you know those are real hacks and real diy tips and we wanted to maintain that and we still do with Suzelle. you know we want people to um gain insight from the little episodes and be able to and want to make the things and you know that was always first and foremost for us so i think that the value you got from the videos was also what people really liked. Well, your Sizalphabet, the Y, has inspired me to put uh, the Great Equalizer app on. It was YouTube. Oh, YouTube, I'm good. I was just okay. like, it's so Remember easy, now. Sam. It's so easy. You can just put TGE on YouTube. Look, if you Sizzle can. can do it, you, you can. can. <laughs> you can. And I have to tell you, um, one of my best friends this morning said, I have to... I have to let Suzelle know that Suzelle taught her how to change a plug. So hashtag empowerment. Oh my gosh. Amazing. <laughs> and you know what? That's I, I still I still use all of those Suzelle hacks daily. I mean that change a plug was a game changer for me too. So it's a genius. I'm glad that I'm I'm glad that I'm helping people out there. I it's mean, a genius concept. And you I think you showed a lot of local creators how big YouTube can be. And as mm. as people in the media, I mean my husband and I discuss it. You know, it, it's never it's a never ending discussion around our dinner table. How the media has changed, and if we don't change with it quickly, we're going to get left behind. You know, so yeah, you guys exactly. were at the forefront of that, and we've we've got you you guys looking up you and Ari and and your company and mm. and your you know peers. You know, it's you've done a great job, and I was going to use this later, but probably oh. <laughs> I'll. I'll use it again and again and again. I mean, and that's just Suzelle. That's just Suzelle. It's just, yeah. You know, and it's just so genius. Like, I, I have to be honest. The first time someone told me about Suzelle, have you seen Suzelle? She's this weird lady who does these DIYs. I'm like, no, yes, this yes, cannot yes. be a thing. And I'm Afrikaans. Yes. So amongst all my Afrikaans friends, it was just it was just a thing to watch and then awesome. when i watched it i was like surely this is a joke guys this cannot mm. be mm. real and most of my friends were like it seems like it's her she's put this is her she's putting this stuff out i'm like this is produced i'm telling you now this cannot yeah. be real and i eventually started buying into it i was like it seems like this is a lady this is her. Like, <laughs> and we all fell in love man. with her you know people believed but it she's <laughs> real, you know for us as well she's real she's a real she's a real person I mean like she exists now this 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 character and it's it's funny because even I can watch Suzelle and I don't feel like I'm watching myself I feel like I'm watching Suzelle we talk about Suzelle in the third person you know we're in Suzelle's studio we like in Suzelle's race she really feels like another person it's it's absolutely insane I have to paint this picture for our listeners that that Julia's joining us from Suzelle's dressing room i feel honored to have a little guys it's such a sad sneak peek i I need to do a massive clean up in here so hectic but it will happen i want to tell you one more thing my favorite favorite thing that i've ever heard suzelle say is um she was in a i think it's a dstv or mnet ad where she's standing at the top of where there's like a couple that they're doing like their little romantic thing and suzelle comes up from behind laps her arms around them and go look at us <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know what you, you I don't, don't even know what that is. It's an Mnet ad. I can't remember what the ad's for, which is quite Gosh, sad. I can only I can't remember, remember Cezelle. They're at the top of this hill, and she's clearly interrupting a moment. And she's just like walks up behind them and puts her arm around the du- dude, and she look at us. 
she says. And the way you say it, I can't even say it the way Suzelle says it. I'm laughing so much because I cannot for the life of me think of what this. Are you sure it's Suzelle? I swear to you. Of course it's Suzelle. Okay, after this, I'm going to research It's my husband and my favorite thing to say. Like if we make a mess or something happens in the house, we're like, Look at us. Look at us. <laughs> Look at us. I'm so happy. That makes me so happy. I love that the Cizalisms just just are out there in the world. We all we use them all the time as well. I mean, Cizelle. How I we know. She's a household name, man. She's a I, know, I, mean, I can't believe it. Cizelle's an institution in this country. Um <laughs> but so is Tully. And in twenty seventeen, yes. Tully Babes was born I, I and i have to say there's a few things in my early mothering journey that kept my humor alive um yeah there were a few podcasts but when a friend sent me a link to this new show max show i just it, it was such amazing escapism for awesome. me um it did yeah. so much for me we'll get we'll get into that about what um south african comedians do and have been doing in this past year especially. But first I want to get back to the Tully Genesis. Didn't you and, and Tulls get married the same year? You know, we did. I don't know how we did it. I don't know how <laughs> I had a wedding and then had another wedding. Um, but we did it. And I think that a lot of the comedy, I mean, it did. A lot of the comedy that is in season one um, stemmed from the experience we went through and getting married and the, the funny people that you meet and the, the experiences that you go through and how the wedding industry is just so hyped. Mm. There was so much comedy in it for us that we we thought it's such a perfect um, environment to see um, Tully Babes and that's what we went for and it's, it was a great success, thankfully. Were you a bridezilla? Um, and a lot of fun to make. Uh, no, me personally, no, not at all. I mean, I look, Tully and I, <laughs> we are very opposite um <laughs> but but yeah I was I was definitely not a bridezilla at all I'm very laid back I'm very easygoing I'm like a go with the flow kind of person I just wanted to keep things small you know I wanted a nice daytime wedding with lunch and dancing it was it was a very not tally wedding no invitations you. you know by an ad agency that you had to do twice <laughs> no, and no uh, like no, butterfly metamorphosis no ad agency involved just my own sweet little hand-drawn illustration <laughs> on our invitation tally would be mortified Jules, tally would she be. would be she would be <laughs> so so on tally and I, and I noticed from between season one and season two how she grew with instagram Instagram, you know, Instagram kind of morphed. And totally. when I, I actually rewatched uh, season one, so Tully's wedding diary leading up to um, this past week when Tully and the first four episodes of Tully's baby diary came out. And um, I saw, I'm like, that's like old Instagram. I can't wait to see, you know, what new Instagram looks like. And you've totally kind of, it's almost mm. like Instagram is another character in, in exactly. the show. Exactly. That's what we wanted to do. We, we, we wanted to play with the idea that, Instagram has become a character in our lives. And especially, I mean, in the mom space, I mean, I guess we are in the mom space. So that's, that's where our radar is at the moment, but we just, we, we felt like Instagram needed to play an important role in her journey. So we see her as an influencer turning into a mom influencer and how, how much importance she places on it. And I guess we definitely, we definitely commenting on that. Um, but oh my God, it's genius. I, yeah, I but it's, it, it's just fun. It's, 
it's fun. And I think we do need to laugh at ourselves and <laughs> laugh at the fact that this is the world we're living in. You know, exactly. we, 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 we are parents online and um, this is the way, this is the way life is. And I think there's so much comedy in it that it's, it's really great to poke a bit of fun at it and it, a little bit of fun at ourselves. That's as, what I love about it. Is yeah. you, you, we cannot in today's day and age afford to take ourselves too seriously. Because no, I mean, you're not going to get out alive if you do that, in my no. opinion, at least. So I, you I, have I, to. It resonates with so many viewers. And so that's why it's so popular. I was watching yeah. the show this past weekend and I just thought, you know, sometimes I clapped my hand over my mouth and I was like, no, she didn't. No, yes, she I, didn't do Rich that. She I did. had the exact same thing last night watching. We were like, no, she did that. I, and it I had to. Worse. I, no, I'm so excited. Oh okay, I, I had I to send wait. Ray um, pictures of a of an of a real life influencer. You know, not and not to be nasty, not in the like. This is a no judges podcast because we have to laugh at ourselves. Yeah. But I had to I had to say Ray like this is why it is that funny for me that I'm rolling around in tears because look at this influencer with her headband, the rust colored babies right. and the, the, the pampas grass babies. in the background. Like I this know. is what we're doing. Mm-hmm. It is hilarious. This is what and we're I love it. With. <laughs> right. I'm so glad. I'm so glad you picked up on that because it is, it's such a thing. The momfluencer world and the, and the autumnal colors and like, Oh man, I, it's I so mean, good. Just myself. I've always found that so funny. And I always joke and say like, I'm not that mom. I mean, I guess it creeps in without trying because it's obviously fashion, but I mean, I'm just, I'm not that autumn and mom. You're also a creative in, in more than just the, the, the performance art sense of the word. You're, exactly. You're a creator in terms mm. of creating visual or, or as an illustrator, aesthetically yes. interesting things totally so, and instagram such a visual platform mm. um so it really lends itself to have all these things in the certain hue and mm. and so, uh, styled in a certain way so it's very it hard does, i it, mean i don't know how they do it no <laughs> i really don't know <laughs> and i don't know how their houses are so clean i i, I literally live through them I, I really do i'm so amazed by them they are hashtag goals guys they are i know it's it's very funny <laughs> but i think that what's important and hopefully what the show also makes fun of a little bit is that it isn't that you know that Instagram is highly curated it's not real life I mean even even myself I have to catch myself sometimes and say you know I'm, I'm painting a picture that is looks so cool and awesome and we're shooting a show and we you know it, it looks so glamorous and underneath it there's so many more layers and we don't show that stuff on Instagram. And I think that the show is definitely, um, definitely looks at that. And I mean, I think as, as people on Instagram, we also need to just constantly remind ourselves that it is just, uh, it is just a highlight reel and, not we've to just, be so hard yeah. on ourselves, you know. So between Sam and that, I have that discussion always, and we've just mm-hmm. had an, an entire episode on that. That it's just a highlight. Really, so don't don't feel shit about yourself. Yeah. No, your kids don't. are not dressed in in the perfect don't. baby grows. No. So between no, my, kid, my kid is not dressed at all. <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh, guys. Um, okay. Between Tully seasons. And, and just mm. picking up on that uh, quote-unquote authenticity. Between Sally, Tally seasons, you became a mom to Zoe, as we chatted about. Mm. And I, I think part of you as a creator and actually someone who um, 
forms part over the Instagram community, even though you are watching it at the same time, mm. probably with a notebook in your hand, laughing at all of us. <laughs> Not really. Not really. Only when I have to be but you, <laughs> in you, the writer's room. You partake and in the spirits of that, um, quote-unquote, authenticity. Yes. You were honest about juggling work life and mom life. Joey, uh, Joey, mm. Zoe was six months at the time. Can you chat a bit about that, that post and that mom work life juggle? Yeah, I think, I mean, that's the biggest struggle for me, I think. And a lot of, and a lot of us, and I think the, the, the biggest thing for me was that what, when I had a baby, I couldn't, I, I, it's almost like I lost my mojo and I couldn't tap into my creativity. And I kept on saying to my husband, it's like, am I going to get it back? Am I ever going to, you know, am I going to be able to do anything ever again? It's so being a mom and you know this, it's so full on. It's so, it takes, it takes over. And for me, I wasn't able to tap back into my creative self for a very long time. And I actually felt quite lost. And especially, you know, I've got friends, I've got other creatives who are my friends and artists who also went through this transition into becoming a mother. And they became, they it was almost like motherhood became their muse and they were so inspired and they were creating amazing art. And um, I was like, why, <laughs> what is yeah. happening? Why can't I tap? It's that, that what is wrong with me moment. Yeah. yeah. I, and, I, and for me, it just took a little bit of time. That's all. That's all, you know? And even now just shooting Tully, I was like, wow, I've, I've, I've found that again, which, which feels Great, but at the same time, it is still such a juggle. Whereas shooting the first season, I could just throw myself into it. We were working late nights and like, you know, going for a drink afterwards when we were stressed. And that was the way we were able to do it. It's just throw ourselves so completely into the project. And this time we just, I just couldn't do it. I've got a toddler at home. Mom and dad are both on set for these long days. We're leaving early in the morning. We're coming back late at night. It was so intense. The, the the juggle was so intense during that shooting period. And it is intense being, um, you know, in this industry or even just being a working mom. I think you're always going to struggle with that. And it has been my biggest, my biggest juggle, but I'm, but I'm trying to be better at being balanced and not bringing the work home, which is also hard because I work with my husband. So it is, it's, it's, it's a, it's juggle. I'm still trying to find the balance, but I think I'm happy to say that even though I felt a little bit lost for a while, I, I, I feel like I have got that creative spark back, which, which feels really good. Listen, if this, if the first four episodes of the season are anything to go by, <laughs> I, you've done it and, and outdid awesome. yourselves we we have been thoroughly enjoying the show um and that's not that's not all I don't want to end it off there I want to chat more about this and and like you speak about the work you know the work-life juggle in terms of being a mom Mm. but just in terms Mm. of being a working person in South Africa you you guys started filming like last year during the shit show that was 2020 what were you thinking I really don't know (laughs) really I really don't know how we did it. I mean, I keep, we keep saying how on earth did we make a TV show last year, a whole TV show 
it was it was it was a really tough you know what in some ways the timing was perfect um and and some and and we benefited in some ways so for example during hard lockdown we were writing it was perfect you know we couldn't go anywhere we would write we were a remote writing room so all the writers were we were working remotely and we were able to write throughout lockdown which was which was good timing for us at least we were able to work you know so did you guys like um, join each other via zoom and that mm, exactly or did you exactly. use google docs and like do you rework each other's documents exactly and all of the above exactly it was okay. a very virtual writing experience um towards the end once the restriction a lot of the restrictions were lifted we were in a, we were we were gathering in a room which helps so much more to actually be in the same space but we were just sort of stationed far apart from each other um but yeah the, so the writing was worked out well the shooting I must say that it was a it was a real challenge I don't know how we really did it there were so many crazy things that we didn't think about that just sort of popped up you know you can't there's a there's a limit of people in spaces they were like travel restrictions so we like getting actors from Joburg and it was there were so many things that cost a lot more money like um there was a whole separate COVID-19 sort of um budget that we had to take into consideration there was all these like safety protocols and every day and temperatures and mask wearing and it it was a real it was it it felt crazy to be working in that Mm. under those conditions but at the same time um, it was so great. I think a lot of people in the film industry hadn't been working. None of us had been on a film set. It was such an amazing reunion and such a fun way to, it was, it was fun. We were, we were having so much fun on set and to be able to work on a project that was funny. And, and it was a bit of an escape, I think, from, from yeah. all the craziness that was happening. Um, so so yeah, it was. It, look, it was a real experience. I, I don't know how we did it. I don't know how we made it. You can it look back now. Shoot. It's like childbirth oh or the gosh. first or the first year of having a, a kid. It's a similar type of project, you know. Yeah, totally. That's how it felt. It's That's kind of a day. You you get to the other end. You're like, how the yeah, fuck did how I survive did we, this? How did we do it? How what was so, it like rejoining yeah. the cast? Um, you know, Anton Taylor's back. Who plays Darren? Oh, Glenn, awesome. Bitterman, Pam, Rail. I love Rail. <laughs> so much. Oh, so Rail funny. is my best. Laura is so great. Michelle, so great. Oh, oh. all of them. They what a cast. Oh my god, Michelle Mesh. <laughs> She kills me every time when she she, when she is hollers the out the JC. I'm just like, what? Yeah, she's so funny. You know, she was the one. Um, Kate Normington, who plays Michelle Tully's mom. I ca- like. I'm very professional on set, and I can make it through a scene. But <laughs> she is just so funny. She is so wild. She goes so off. <laughs> she just. She's completely insane. She brings the funniest stuff, the funniest material. And I, 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 I generally didn't make it through those scenes. I couldn't stop. I, I <laughs> actually couldn't stuff. stop myself. I, I wouldn't be able to. I mm. always wonder about especially comedy scenes. I mean, I know when you're in character, you you, you, you tend to hold it together. But you often watch these bloopers. And even mm. the best comedians in the world sometimes just cannot it is hold it so together. Hard. But you also, you you get swept up and then... And then you'll laugh and then you're like, I'm so sorry, guys. I'm so sorry, guys. We have to go again. But then you anticipate the moment coming again and it does. <laughs> and then, and then, just lose and then everyone, you just lose it again and again and again. It's very hard. I mean, and shame the poor crew is standing around with a guy with a handhold camera. It's like, come on, guys, you've got to get it together. 
But um, <laughs> yeah, Kate Normington was was definitely one of those for oh, me I last season and this season. She's just so brilliant. She's so funny. But what a cast. I was just yeah. so blown away. Obviously, it was so cool to get the the cast back together. Oh, just, what is it like to... um, acting with your sister? I've always wanted to to ask you the that. Best. So Stephanie, the best. Michaela is your actual sister. I she's my actual sister. And <laughs> again, that she's another person who, when we we make we make each other quite hysterical, just in our <laughs> everyday lives. <laughs> you know, we get the giggles and then we can't stop. So it, it was a bit like that for me. But That's the so best cool. to to be with my actual sister because it, it's such a reflection of our actual relationship, you know. And we so you know, you so, I'm I'm so at home around my and, sister. And so you have really each other's backs, like no matter what, her. no matter no matter exactly. what bullshit you're spinning yourself, your exactly. sister's like got your exactly. back. I don't even even <laughs> if I disagree with you or whatever, totally. I've, totally. I've got it. I'm with you. I'm gonna help you do this. <laughs> exactly and and you need that you actually need that on set I she she it was such a treat to have her on set and I mean you know she's not an actor and she's she's so good and I, I think it's because ask. she's not thinking about it she just does it I don't know it's so it's awesome yeah she just she just brought this character to life I don't know how I don't know how she did it but it was it was amazing to see and so amazing to be able to work with her again and you guys um, have amazing cameos this season coconut cows yes. yes oh my gosh Necro- so I can't cool. wait till she comes on I haven't watched that episode obviously not yet Necro Benavitz so Skulk Poseidon oh Notes, Danny K Jeannie oh G <laughs> I mean, can you can you believe I'm saying these names? I mean, I, I, I actually can't. I actually can't. And you know what was so awesome for me this season was that, you know, we are we are making fun of this world. We are, Tali thinks she's like this insta celebrity, and you know, so many of these she's people just tech, wanted Jules. to. She's blue tech. She's got a blue tech, guys. Yes, so like <laughs> she got it. How did I get the blue tech? Um, but exactly. So, and what was so cool about the cameo roles? Everyone was just so keen to come on board and to also sort of like have fun with this, this world. And it was just, it was amazing. I mean, I was sending out these really long and careful emails saying like, would you be willing to be a part of the show and just make a little appearance and blah, blah, blah. And it was almost, it was completely amazing to me that within minutes I'd get an email back saying oh my god I'm so excited I, I love the show I'd love to be involved oh, so the response so cool. was amazing um and it just injects so much fun into the into the show to have these funny um little cameo appearances and also just we 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 it's so true to the world you know the the insta celebrities and um having having the real people there was just so was so great and they were all just so good but I was blown away this season by how brilliant everyone was really I'm I keep saying to myself why you know South African talent is insane you know it's so it's really just mind-blowing to me listen I think the crew I think essay comedians um, and even comedy writers are having a moment. And and funny you should say, you know, Instagram personalities and you you highlighted sort of how that meshed with actual celebrity in South Africa. I don't think I'd paid attention to anything that I'd watched with Sivan Gacy in it. Mm -hmm. But but because he is so vocal on Instagram and everybody kept sharing like amazing commentary by Siv again, well done, da-da-da. 
then you start following him and he's amazing to follow on Instagram and then of course watching him act and really paying attention in uh, Tully's Baby Diary was was awesome. And I just on oh. on that I really do think that in the in the year that was, you know, amongst COVID or mid COVID and and beyond I feel like the likes of uh, Skulk Poseidon to Skulky Bears, Coconut Cows, they all kept us amazing company during the hardest year of our collective lives. And I feel like with social media, you guys are all family to a lot of South Mm. Africans. And and Mm. Instagram gives us that kind of window into, into your lives, you know? Yeah. It's, it's been very inspiring for me to watch as well that I think comedians or anyone who's been creating content during this time it's 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 just amazing that there was that inspiration and that they it's it's exactly I think that people needed it and people Mm. needed that escape and and um to watch skulk every day and it was it was just such a brilliant platform as well for people to share and to grow and like I mean there's another comedian who's also in the show um uh, Juliette Pauling. Um, she also started something in lockdown, and I th- and I'm so inspired by people that took this very weird circumstance mm-hmm. and just made something out of it. And it's such a it's it's also it's a, such a success story for many people. I think to to use the use the resources you have available for you. And in many ways, this was the success story of Suzelle was that we we had a creative impulse. We made something with the resources we had and using social media and what was available to us, we found success. And I think a lot of the comedians in South Africa or anyone who's been creating content during lockdown has, has found the same um, to some degree, at least, I think. I also do think that that's just a testament to true creativity because mm. if you can, if you can let that passion still shine through against all odds and still pull it off so wonderfully, it's, uh, it's, uh, I'm in such absolute awe of the stuff that, that's I agree. in this country at the moment. It's wonderful. And I thought, I, I thought for, a, for a moment last year, we, we were heading towards, you know, where nobody's going to have a sense of humor because everybody's super sensitive right mm-hmm. now and I think it, it was heightened with COVID but mm. comedy still reigns supreme and I'm so happy for that I'm so happy we can still laugh at ourselves no matter what <laughs> yeah I agree yes. so Jules what's next on the cards for Tully give us some scoop Tully's divorce diary Tully's immigration <gasps> diary will she have a second kid pivot out of the momfluencer <gasps> oh. life into like lifestyle plant momming you know what's oh what's going yes. <laughs> You know what? There are so many places where Tully could go. I just, I mean, I love it. Even in my own life at the moment, you know, Zoe's going to school and seeing like it's it's also just there's there's so many funny things that happen. The the mummies and the school and the class. Oh mom my and gosh! The, that, like, I, I kind of I kind of want to see Tully in that scenario. I also um, want to please 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 I mean, Tully be in that scenario. <laughs> it's, it's too good. I mean, I'm basically just laughing at myself because you know I'm the mom that rocks up and like my child is wearing something really weird because she's Forgets had a meltdown at dress up day or school photo day and like you didn't dress the kid appropriately. And I haven't signed the form. And like, I forgot about just... midterm break this past oh, weekend. No, when's that? <laughs> it was for me. For me, it was Friday and Monday. So I get to Thursday. Uh, my kid, Elijah, was at his grandparents. I'm like, cool, I'm going to get so much work done Friday. When he's at school, he comes back from his grandparents, get a message mm-hmm. from the school. Um, 
you know, guys have a really good break, you know, get rested, <laughs> spend some quality time with your kids. I was like, no, no. <laughs> no. This has ruined oh my, my life right now. <laughs> so, yeah. I feel you. I'm that mom too. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, I to- think there's a lot of – there's a lot of comedy in the in the mommy world, so maybe there's something there. I don't shame. I don't think that Tally and Darren should get divorced. We just love we just love Darren too much. Oh my gosh, Darren, Darren's um, a hardy too. Man. Like he's not hard I on know. the eyes, man. Yeah, he's, he's so very attractive. Sweet. <laughs> Anton, he'll love that you said that. I'm going to tell him. <laughs> um, yeah, what a treat to work with him again. He's he's also just another complete, not an actor, but just brought this amazing character to life he's um just really great and yeah. like super well-rounded as well i know I, I like i'm carrying on about darren but like darren <laughs> um you know without the father and then he's got this mom mm. that he dotes on who's super mm. annoying but you know you see yeah. why he loves her yeah. you guys have done a great job i like, oh, i'm thanks. gonna do this again oh, yeah. guys, guys. Thank you. I'm, I'm obsessed. Sam introduced me to this. She's like, have you watched Tully a long time ago? Like last year or like a while ago? No, I haven't had a chance. Haven't had a chance. Haven't had a chance. And I just, I couldn't, I don't know. I didn't get to it. And when I finally did, I was like, why the fuck have you only started <laughs> watching this now? Where have you That's been, awesome. Charlene? That's awesome. I am, I am obsessed. I showed oh, great. great. It's like, I, it's like our couple thing to do together now oh, we are great. in fucking stitches i love that's it that's so great that's so good to hear because you know that's what we want this is what we want to do as creators is we want to make stuff and we really wanted this show to be something that people would like binge watch and enjoy and feel proud of as mm-hmm. south africans and i'm I, i'm I'm hoping that that's what we've done is that people are like, you know, Tully babes and Tully's wedding and that like, it, it shows that we can as South African creators make really good yes. content that's of an international level. Absolutely. Um, you know, we consume media as, I mean, as people, we consume it and the stuff we're watching is, you know, they, they, it's, it's mostly American or British or, or whatever mm-hmm. it is that we're watching and, they have insane budgets that they're working with. They have insane writing teams and, you know, the level is so high. And I think that we do have the potential in South Africa. And I think that for us, our big goal was to try and make something and push. I mean, we obviously had to push really hard to make it as good as it is um, with the, with the limitations that South African television has. Um, But I think it is an exciting space to be in at the moment because I think people are seeing that there's value in mm, local mm. content and, um, you know, Showmax especially, they, they, they're putting money and they're putting energy into um, getting local shows made. And I think that this, it is a moment for South African content and hopefully it will just get better and better and better, which is yes. what we want, you know? Yes, so in addition yes. to the, the children's book that you're going to dedicate to me. My children's names are <laughs> Elijah and Noah. And if you slot them I'm in there as characters, that'll be amazing. So in addition okay, to the book that you will be producing, what's next for Julia? Gosh, you know, I am in such a whirlwind at the moment. I can't even focus on the next task at hand. I've literally just moved house. I don't know how I did it. No. We launched last week. We moved house. We launched a show. My daughter had a stomach bug 
And there was one other like insane thing that happened. I can't really remember, but I'm, I'm basically in an avalanche of, of things. It's cruel so for me my, to my, ask. My vision is, is not clear, but you know I can what tell you should you... do. Let me give you some unsolicited advice. Now sounds like the perfect time to have a second baby. <laughs> oh, there you go. There you go, guys. That's what I should do right now. Actually, just wait until the third wave. Oh and my then gosh, good guys, and proper life. <laughs> it's so it's so hectic. Oh, but okay. um, I guess I, I I don't really know what the future holds. But I do know that I'm very excited about the future of South African comedic content. Um, mm. there's new characters that we want to explore. Um, you know, we wanted to. We want to. There's movies we want to make. Um, there's other TV shows we want to make. So. There's lots of things in the pipeline, but I think for like right now, I just need to have a little holiday. I just mm. want to. You deserve just it. Just want to go and like put on my sunglasses <laughs> and lie on the sand. You deserve That's it. That's what I feel like I need. So I mean, I, I haven't booked anything, but I'm hoping that I can make it happen sometime soon. <laughs> so, listeners, for you too. Listeners, oh, keep thanks, an ear guys. out for an eye on what Sketchbook Studios is doing. Uh, you can catch Julia online on Instagram. She's our buddy, our pal. You know, we're in there. Oh, guys. We're in there with the jewels. Um, <laughs> she is, of course, just nonstop producing content for SuzelleDiy.com. And if you haven't already, and I don't know where you've been, go and binge uh, Tully's Baby Diary and, of course, Tully's Wedding, wedding Diary on Showmax. Com. Thank you so much for joining us on The Great Equalizer. Thank you, guys. It was so awesome to chat. I have a bottom line. Yes. Can I go first? Go, go, go. Okay, we started out uh, this week's episode with a chat about the Easter Bunny and um, Father Christmas and the Tooth Fairy and the Tooth Mouse and moved on to to good old Jules, our mate, Julie Jules, 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 Jules. Jules. <laughs> and I think we all still need a bit of fantasy in our lives. I think the world can be not such a nice place from time to time and a bit of escape a bit of escapism never hurts anyone. That's that's my bottom line. One hundred percent. I couldn't agree with you more because I mean, if you think about com comedians in South Africa today, or any kind of um, television program that is uh, fictional, we might be, and maybe I'm stretching it a bit far here. But if we, the longer we allow our children to live or be able to do play make-believe or, or, or create fantasies and come up with their own characters and ideas in their minds, we're creating tomorrow's little creators. And I mean, if who are we to prevent these children from believing in something that doesn't exist? Because maybe they can bring it into existence, just like Suzelle or Tali. Um, you never know. You know, we cannot hinder their creative spirit or, or open-mindedness. Or a picture book of their own. Julia, if you're listening, exactly. I'm waiting at my post box. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I like that thought. I really do. And you know what? Um, a little sneak peek. We're actually going to pick up on... Uh, play creativity and the power of play after we come back from our production break.
Yeah, so I think we should maybe keep talking. Yes, I would love to hear from our listeners what you've done about Father Christmas, the Easter Bunny, the Tooth Fairy, whether you lie to your kids, if your kids know, if you've kept the magic alive, if you've, like me, created grandiose stories around it. And if you have any advice on telling your children about, uh, you know, biblical facts, that swing them my way because my brain is fried when it comes to that. I'm so confused. I was just going to say, if if any of our Christian listeners, I mean, I've, I know that there are uh, listeners that also don't um, practice the Christian faith. If there are any other Christian listeners out there that want to share their tips on how we could share these very scary <laughs> stories with our children, we'd be most grateful. But I'd also love to hear in other uh, religions um, what kind of... Uh, uh, fables or fallacies or whatever you call these things, little fairy tales, they are that you tell your children um, if you're not in the Christian faith and how you how you navigate that and then tell the real stories about your actual faith to the kids if there are any any similar things. So guys, if you want to chat with us, weigh in on the subject, or even if you want to swear, rant, cry or laugh, DM us a voice note on Instagram at the Great Equalizer Podcast. Or record one on your phone and hit us up over email, info at thegreatequalizer.co.za. Or send us a love letter. We've gotten uh, one or two love letters and we love to hear it. We love it when you love it, guys. Yes, yes. Feel free to tag us on uh, any of your Instagram or Facebook posts. Or if you're not uh, busy or active on social media, drop us an email or, or just a, a, a message. Uh, yeah, probably best by email. We love seeing what you guys are into and what you want to chat about. We've had some really uh, great uh, interactions with some of our listeners asking for specific content, um, which really excites us. And uh, we can't wait to get that content out to you. As always, your support is so important to us. You guys really don't have any idea how much every like, every love, every comment, every share, every email means to us so please keep them coming don't forget also please if you have a gap um to just review us on apple podcasts uh, or rate us on facebook um even if you just click the stars and you don't do a write-up we would be most grateful for any kind of support in that way because that um also helps other people who tune in for the first time to know whether we're worth their while to listen to or not and remember to hit that subscribe button because the minute the new episode is loaded you'll be notified first and you can just download it and listen when you're ready remember guys the more we're seen the better this podcast will do and the better will be for you and so then that's it for this week until next time keep your mom game strong For more on today's show, please head on over to our website at www.thegreatequalizer.co.za or catch us on Instagram at The Great Equalizer Podcast or on Facebook. If you want something a little more personal, email us at info at thegreatequalizer.co.za and we'll get back to you. 